It's Sunday, July 31st. We are in Chicago. This is show number 39. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Gummo, your host. This is show number 39. This is Transmits, life from a hacker's perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Ah, it's good to be back uh, here in the saddle here in Chicago. It's still summertime. It's still warm. I'm loving it. Weather feels great. There's a great air in the air. There's a great feeling in the air. There's a uh, great sense of relief optimism happiness concern and all those other things in the air uh this is uh show 39 wow here we are i'm always amazed at the beginning of these things uh, how far we've come uh it is good to be back wow what a week what no actually what a uh two week adventure and there's many more ahead. Uh, it's been uh, a, a great... Here we go saying us again. It's been a great, great, great past uh, several weeks. Uh, we had some interesting developments. We had some upgrades. We had some opportunities to meet with some interesting people. Attended the Hope Conference in New York City. Had a great time out there. Wow, what a great time we had. And we're going to talk about that here in a few moments. Uh, where, what, where, uh, well, let's start here with uh, who we are and what we do and where we're going. This is the show we call Transmit. This is Life from a Hacker's Perspective. That's me, Gummo. I am a former black hat hacker turned uh, amateur radio podcaster, whatever. That's who you're listening to. Decided to do a podcast about a year ago because I just couldn't find anything that caught my ear. So I figured, what the hey, I'll do it myself. So here I am talking to you, sharing what little bit I know about the hacker culture, life from a hacker's perspective, things that I've done, seen, been in places that I've been, people that I've met, people that I plan on meeting. <laughs> It's good to be back in the Windy City, though. Uh, we got back. Well, first of all, last week was the Hope Conference, Hackers on Planet Earth Conference in New York. Uh, Brother Sand, Crash, and myself, we all, uh, us three, we took a road trip from Chicago to Manhattan. Had a wonderful road trip. We, Brother Sand and I, we took turns driving. Went through the um, tunnels in Pennsylvania 
and the goodness and graciousness of Brother San's aunt and uncle, Gene and Dave. What hospitality. Uh, unbelievable hospitality. You know, I was telling them, uh, first of all, thank you to uh, Gene and Dave for allowing us to crash at their house. Uh, the hospitality was beyond measurable. Thank you again. It was a pleasure meeting both of you, and hopefully we can meet again in the future someday. We had a wonderful road trip out there. We stayed in Hamilton, Pennsylvania at uh, Brother San's aunt and uncle's very nice and lovely spacious home. And we took the train into Penn Station. And of course, once you get off the train in Penn Station, you're right there at the Hotel Penn, where the conference was. Uh, had had the opportunity to meet uh, some new uh, hacker friends, so see some new faces, a lot of new faces. Saw a lot of new faces at the conference. Saw some familiar faces, some old friends. Got a chance to pair up with a few old friends of mine from back in the day. It was really good. It, it, it always makes me feel good going to Hope every two years. It's sort of like a homecoming for me every two years. It, it really warms my soul. It, it, just seeing old friends, meeting new friends, uh, having that ability to interact, see what's new. Uh, and one of the things that that I found new and I actually purchased, I never ever buy anything at uh, the Hope conferences. I don't, it's not it's not uh, something that I've chosen to do. It's just that uh, you know everything that I see at the Hope conferences, I'm like, eh, you know, I can do that, or you know, I could, you know, I'll see a device or an idea or something like that, and. And I usually, you know, at that point, say, you know, I'm pretty confident in my ability to either do the same or uh, build something better. But at this year's conference, there were a number of vendors on the mezzanine floor that had a lot of interesting devices and things. And one of those things that I found interesting uh, was they had, they had, you know, as always, they have the vendor tables on the mezzanine floor, as I said, you know, yada, and you go in and you can walk around and, uh, just kind of see what's going on. As usual, I donate, I made my donation to the EFF. The young lady at the table looked quite perplexed when I didn't accept any token or gift. I'm like, Hey, I'd like to donate 50 bucks to the EFF and handed her my card and she's like okay so you can take anything on the table I'm like nah that's okay and she's like hmm and I'm like no nah, that's okay and she's like well you have to take something I'm like really do I have to take something and she's like no not really and then I thought about it for a moment and then I looked down and I saw a little pin a lapel pin I'm like okay fine I'll take a little lapel pin <laughs> Stuck it on my uh, hope badge. It's always good to give to the EFF, and you should too. You should donate to the EFF. The, we have the the EFF is out there fighting for your rights, 
for your ability to uh, actually listen to this podcast without paying an additional premium fee. But you didn't know that, did you? There, there are, there are a lot of, there were a lot of uh, interesting people, as I said. Uh, I was able to meet up with a lot of interesting old uh, friends. Boy, it was good to, it was really good to uh, see you guys. Uh, met a few new friends, saw some old faces. I always like. Um, Attending on Saturday, I always like going on a Friday, getting my badge, walk around, check out things, see how things are laid out, take a quick run through everything, grab a bite to eat, and then I'll bounce, and then I'll I'll go back to the conference the following day on a Saturday. Sometimes I'll stay on a Sunday, but normally it's just a Saturday that I attend, and so I, I really try to cram everything into one day's events. And uh, this year was no different. Uh, and again, I had a Crash and I had uh, Brother Sand with me. And we kind of split up. We all kind of did our own thing. Uh, but again, uh, the guys over at 2600, they, re- they really just went all out. This year was really cool. Uh, there was plenty of places to sit. Uh, I've been at the previous Hope conferences. That was always my gripe. There was never any place to sit. You always, <laughs> you always had to stand around. So uh, if if you guys are listening, more chairs, more recliners, more cots, more places to lay down, rest, sit. Because usually when uh, the Hope conference is in effect, it is seriously hot, and that was no different. Uh, it w- it was actually the beginning of a heat wave. When we arrived uh, Friday, the 22nd, and my goodness, it was hot. Very hot. Saturday, it was hot, but it wasn't as hot, but uh, it was still hot. So Friday and Saturday was really hot. Sunday, it was less hot. (laughs) Uh, And if you go to my Twitter feed, why? I don't know, but if you want to take a chance... And go to uh, twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O-X-X-X. I took a, uh, a bunch of photos and a bunch of uh, videos of the adventure there for you and everybody else to peruse, pick apart, look at, listen to, laugh at, point. That's certainly what we did. Uh, so we had a great time at the uh, Hope Conference. Again, the, the guys went all out. There was plenty of Club Monte. There were plenty of vendors. Uh, there were plenty of uh, talk. There were more talks than you can ever imagine. And, of course, I always go to listen to Steve Rombaum. Love to hear what he has to say. That's actually who I go to go to listen to is Steve Rombaum. And I'll sit in the conference room for two hours before he's even due to come on. That way I get a good seat. And I was kind of surprised. I had a really good seat. And uh, usually the uh, social engineering panel comes on about an hour or so after Rombaum speaks. So we hung around for that. Uh, Emmanuel, Bernie, Alex. Uh, you, 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 uh, <laughs> you guys just had me in stitches. 
It was a great social engineering panel. I can remember uh, some in social engineering panels in the past and, and past hopes that were less eventful, less comical. But nevertheless, it, it it's kind of the comedy that winds up my evening. Had a wonderful time. What about you? Did you go to Hope? If you did, why don't you uh, why don't you send me an email, at Gummo? G-U-M-M-O at hackers.xxx. I'd love to hear your experience. Maybe discuss it. Uh, and consequently, if you go to 2600.com and listen to last week's Off the Wall, you'll hear another recap of the event itself. Highly advise you do that if that's what interests you. A great conference. Uh, great conference, great times, great people, great friends. And it's, it's, for me, I have met, the people that I've met at Hope have turned out to be lifelong friends. People that I can count on, trust, and rely on. And that means a lot, especially to a hacker. And so, uh, never, you know, again, just kind of check out the, the, their website, hope.net's xi.hope.net whatever 2600.com all of that good stuff and you can see what happened I'm sure uh, as always they put the conference up on DVD on YouTube and all of that stuff so you'll be able to see what we saw Uh, and uh, as I said at the beginning of of the show I had the opportunity to peruse the vendor space and so again, you know, all of the you know, the, you had the EFF booth there and and all of the vendors and, and you really had some cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. I think this year had the coolest stuff out of all, every year uh for the past 20 years. So one thing that I found was I was walking by a table and and on that table there were handcuffs sitting on the table. And so I'm like, what what is, you know, what is this? You know, I stopped Gave pause. And I'm looking at the table and there's just nothing but handcuffs there. And, you know, I'm like, well, why, why do these guys just have handcuffs on this table? And then I started looking around. Ah, they, they, not a, it's kind of like a, a lockpick table. And again, you know, at the conference, they had the lockpick village. If, you're, if you are interested in understanding how locks work and how to pick a lock, highly advisable. Uh, you know, I, I learned that skill when I was a teenager. So uh bet you didn't know you can open up a master lock with a six-penny nail, or four-penny nail, rather. Just bend the tip. Uh, but that's another whole story. So this was a lock pit. This was a, this was a lock opening vendor's table. And I found it quite interesting. I was like, what is this? And so I, I, I picked up a set of the handcuffs. I'm like, well, what's so special about this? And he's like, ah, check this out. And so he hands me this little tiny uh, key. And I'll, I'll put a picture on Twitter later today or tomorrow, most likely tomorrow. And I'm like, well, what is this? He's he, And the vendor explained to me that it's called a Delta key. And I'm like, a Delta key? Well, what does it do? And he's like, well, it'll open up any 
set of handcuffs known to man. I'm like, come on, man, you got to be kidding me. He's like, no, 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 check it out. And so they had three sets of, uh, actually more, but out front there were three sets of handcuffs. Uh, and they were all like, you know, the latest, greatest, coolest, meanest looking handcuffs that you could ever imagine. And uh, so he's like, hey, put the, you know, put one on and, uh, and hey, you know, it kind of feels weird putting a handcuff on. But nevertheless, I put a handcuff, I put one on my left wrist and he hands me this very tiny little fob. And again, as I said, I'll take a photo of it and put it on my Twitter feed. And he's like, well, this will open it up. I'm like, come on, man. And, and, and no, it, it was like being totally for real. And he's like, oh, it's called a Delta key. And I'm like, well, how does it work? You know, how do I? And so he, he demonstrated. He's like, well, you just put it, put it over the, the little rod. You put it over the rod in the inside of the handcuff slot, uh, handcuff key slot. And you just apply a, a, a minute amount of pressure and the handcuff opens right up. And I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. And so he had hinge cuffs. All of the handcuffs that everybody uses, they, they had there. And this little key called a Delta key opened it right up. And I was so impressed. I was like, holy crap, this is this is beyond cool. So I'm like, I've got to get this. And that's uh, exactly what I did. So I, I plunked down 15 bucks. Hey, do you check MasterCard? Yeah. Yeah. So... And that was that, that was another cool convenience that, that a lot of the vendors took um, credit cards at the at the conference, which I absolutely loved. I didn't have to keep running down to an ATM to get cash. Um, but yeah, so I scored a Delta key. Hopefully, I will never ever have to use it. But I've got a Delta key in my wallet. I keep now. And again, I'll take a photo and share it with everyone. But I, th- I just thought it was the coolest little gizmo contraption that I've ever seen in my life a delta key and I noticed a lot of other there was there was a big push on RF devices at the conference uh, they, they, there were GPU uh, crackers brute forcers all of that stuff and I was I was quite impressed with the amount of vendors there but uh, yeah Check it out, a Delta key. I, I, you know, and I'm not going to tell you to look it up. Uh, on the ride, on the ride out there, uh, we were we were brother Sand and Crash and I. We we went into deep thought conversation discussions and all of those things uh, intertwined. And we all three of us came to the consensus that uh, I actually cannot stand hearing anyone tell me to look something up. Hey. Gummo, look it up. No, please. If you ever meet me, don't ever tell me to look anything up. I actually like to use my uh, brain and think about things. One of the other things that I I, I ran into was uh, an RF module. Now, RF modules are kind of interesting. Now, this these people were not at the conference, but there were similar products at the conference. And you can do a lot with an RF module. Uh, you know, I could sit here and, t- and explain a thousand and one ways of what you can do with an RF module. But maybe you ought to just check it out yourself. If you go to moser.com, M-O-U-S-E-R.com, and look for part number 
3100010 manufacturer part 31001010 you will find a cool little RF module uh, 433, 868, 915 megahertz, ultra-low power data, data radio module. Costs about 20 bucks. Uh, looks like they, they can send it out to you immediately. And, uh, it, you know, again, I could, I could explain what RF modules do, but it, if you check it out, you can kind of put it together. You can put one plus one together. And see what that's all about. Uh, the, it, and it's it's a cool thing. It's something really, really, really cool. So not to be outdone. Uh, last week we had the the Hope Conference in Manhattan, and again I had a wonderful time. And again, uh, <laughs> and Gene, Uncle Dave, thank you for the wonderful, wonderful, warm hospitality. God, you guys were awesome. Usually when we go to Hope, it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing with me. I was telling Gene and Dave this. Uh, you, if, for the past hopes that I've been to, I always like to so-called rough it. I, I, I like to harken back to the days to when I was a kid, when I was a kid hacker, where you were discovering things on the fly. You know, that's that's kind of half the adventure when you're when you're when you're staying at a fancy posh hotel and you've got you know, everything right there at your fingertips and, and you've got room service and all that. Yeah, that's cool. I can, I can do that. But that's, that's something that I've chosen not to do over the years when attending Hope. Uh, but I, you know, this time, I, this time uh, with Brother Sand actually offering uh, the accommodations, I, I, I took, I took that lead. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll stay at your aunt and uncle's home. And so this was the only time that I've ever attended hope that I actually had a bed to sleep in, uh, air conditioning, uh, food, uh, wonderful accommodations. And so it was all new to me. And I, w I was, I was sort of in, uh, you know, there was a lot of entropy there. <laughs> I didn't know what to think. So I was telling Gene and Dave, I'm like, man, you know, every every, every time I come out here, you know, it's uh, you know, we sleep at the event, we crash in a corner, we'll get a you know, we'll get a bite down at the cart or around the corner at the pizza shop or the deli across the street. And just so you know, if you ever go down to the the Hope Conference, there's a deli across the street next to the Sabaro uh where you can buy you know, you can get a sandwich and, and a bottle of water or whatever, whatever you fancy. There's actually a little food bar there at a reasonable cost. It's not going to, you're not going to pay $10 for a bottle of water. So a little heads up there. Uh, but so uh, enjoy, aside from the luxurious accommodations, we uh, enjoyed uh, waking up to breakfast, uh, having wonderful discussions. And again, Gene, Dave, I hope your idea, you have a great idea. I, and I think that uh, you you guys are both on to something. And hopefully my advice to both of you uh, lends a little credence. And so good luck with that. And again, I hope to see you guys again in the future. Uh, so let's get on with it, shall we? Uh, it, what's, what's going on? Uh, there are more conferences out there. Yes, it's that time of year again. You know, each year you have the whole DEFCON thing going on out in Las Vegas, and that's that's about to jump off this week. 
I think DEFCON jumps off on the 7th, wraps up on the 10th, or something like that. I don't know. Check it out. Def, check out the DEFCON website. Look it up. <laughs> uh, and you also have, kicking off the week, you have Black Hat USA. And you can go to blackhat.com and check that out. Black Hat actually uh, proceeds the DEFCON event because that's where all of the... Um, that's where all of the serious vulnerabilities are discussed, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you could, And again, you could check that out at blackhat.com. Uh, Black Hat built, built by and for the global InfoSec community returns to Las Vegas for its 19th year. Uh, this six-day event begins with four days of intense trainings for security practitioners of all levels, July 30th through August the 2nd. Followed by two, followed by the two-day main event, including over a hundred independently selected briefings, business hall, or whatever awards, games, sh- stuff like that. Uh, all kinds of sponsors and stuff like that. And all of this is going going down in Vegas, of course. Uh, and it just goes to show you that uh, it, it brings a lot. You know, this is a big, big event out in Las Vegas. Everybody comes out of the woodwork for this one. Uh, and it it, it, it it goes down at the band. It, it started yesterday at the Mandalay Bay. And as I said, everybody comes out of the woodwork for Black Hat, Black Hat DEFCON. Uh, been there a few times, seen a lot of interesting things. Uh, but DEFCON really isn't my thing. It's not that I don't like it I don't cho- or I don't choose to go. It's just that DEFCON and Black Hat always uh, get in the way of my schedule. Uh, but however, nevertheless, I'll be out there for one day next Sunday. I'll spend a day out there, and then I have a pretty busy schedule after that. We're going to L.A., San Francisco, Tokyo, so I'm going to be traveling mostly on weekends this month coming up. Uh, But Black Hat slash DEF CON, they are the uh, premier uh, hacking events here in the United States. Uh, It's been going on for about 19, 20 years now. Put together by our old friends, some old break-offs from the CDC. A good, a good little conference, nevertheless. Though. How's that? Great little conference. So maybe you should attend. Don't log on to the Wi-Fi. Don't use your mobile phone. Use a burner phone if you can. And don't use the Wi-Fi. Seriously, don't. Uh, I advised brother brother not to use the Wi-Fi at Hope, and there I was jumping on the Wi-Fi with my iPod. But hey, you know, whatever. Had to upload some things to Twitter. Wonderful network there at Hope. I was very impressed with the network. The trap doors in the network were even more impressive. Jesus Christ, they had their own ISP set up at Hope. So mad props to you guys that uh, set that network up. Oh, my God. 10 gigabit Wi-Fi connection. It was faster than any device out there. 
How's that? So uh, that's the deal. You you've got uh, it's the you know it's the march down to the end of summer. You've got hacking conferences. All of the hackers get stirred up. I don't know if it's the heat or sitting inside all winter, fall, winter, spring, but it brings everybody out. And I mean everybody. Uh, while we were away, the Democratic, I know I'm not going to talk about politics, but I'm just going to say this. You know, while we were away, the Democratic and the Republican conventions took place. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, and that was that was comical. But a lot, a lot, a lot of other things are going on in the uh, information technology world these days, beside hacker conferences. And again, if 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 hacking is your thing, or if you are a seasoned hacker, uh, and you want to get out and mingle with some of some people that are like minded and perhaps even smarter than you, well, you should take advantage of some of these events. And maybe you'll actually learn a thing or two. I mean, I for one never ha- had ever in my life seen a Delta key. So there are plenty of things to learn, discover, people to meet. You know, everybody, you know, nature and nature defines hackers as typically shy people. I find that quite uh, interesting when I go to hacking conferences because everybody, (laughs) yeah, no, you go first. No, you go first. You know, know, the, 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 the level of politeness is in the air and I enjoy that. People being respectful, polite, uh, you, you don't have... You you have you have the hackers there that uh, have the the big egos, the big faux hawks, and all of that stuff, and that's cool. You know, I was young, I was aggressive. Sooner or later, you grow up and you, and you become polite and respectful, and so I enjoy that about the conferences. And so that's one thing to look forward to. And and again, you know, it, it's really not a place to go meet girls, but you know, hey, it's uh, it's a great place to go meet lifelong friends and and learn new things. So if that's your thing, then uh, go get after it, get after it, uh, and see if you can get out there to Las Vegas. If you can't make it out to Las Vegas, you know, there DefCon always takes place. Uh, every year this time of year and uh, that's not the end all of conferences for the year if you go to our events page at hackers.xxx you'll see the conferences that uh, we think are you would enjoy if not there are plenty of security conferences out there there you have a con for everything every week it seems nowadays so check that out if you want to wow I take a big breath when I'm there so what else is going on? Uh, I tweeted about Windows 10. The big update is here. The one-year anniversary mark of being able to upgrade to Windows 10 has come and gone. Uh, and that was one of the things a few of the speakers at Hope spoke about was Windows 10. And I'm just going to speak about it for a few moments as well. Windows 10, what is it? It's the... It's the latest and greatest version of Windows by Microsoft. You had, let's go back a few years. You had Windows 3, then you had Windows 95, then 98, then ME, then NT, then NT2000, then 2000, then XP, 
then Windows Vista, then Windows 8. And now here we are. We have arrived at Windows 10. And, you know, with every version of Windows in the past, everybody's, everybody has always declared that Windows was highly unsafe. There were backdoors and no privacy and all that. Well, that fun continues with Windows 10. So there's no surprise in that regard. If you must use Windows, please go through your account settings. Never, ever use Express settings when you are upgrading to Windows. If that's what you have to do. Uh, there are plenty of there are plenty of operating systems out there that com compile and conjunct just as fine as Windows. I use Windows at work, uh, and seriously, a lot of uh, companies and corporations, enterprise, all that yak. Everybody uses Windows. It's a fact of life, <laughs> and you know I'm right. You're shaking your head. You know, uh, got to use Windows, but you know. We all have to use Windows. If you have a real job at a real company, you have to use Windows, and that's just the fact of life. You can spin up a VM and use whatever you want inside of Windows, but that's just a fact of life. So if you have to use Windows, if you're given a corporate laptop or whatever, you know, turn on your encryption or whatever. Uh, go through your Express settings. Make sure that if you... <laughs> If you lose your laptop, you're not going to lose your mind with wondering if your laptop will ever function again. And hopefully you you will not lose it to an experienced cracker, hacker, who's able to decipher what was on your laptop. So anyhow, as I said, the uh, Windows update, update just came in. Uh, and there are some... There are are already a lot of complaints coming in from people uh, updating. Like a lot of people took the free update last year and upgraded to Windows 10. Along with me, I upgraded to Windows 10 on my computer at work. And so there are um, there are a, a lot of things. There are a lot of complaints coming in. Uh, about uh, your Windows 10 PC getting stuck during the upgrade process. Now, I'm not sure. I have not taken the new Windows update, but uh, apparently this update is huge, and it is adding a lot of functionality to your existing Windows 10 system. Uh, but you, there are a few. If you do get stuck in the Windows you know, while your machine is updating, like if, if it's just been stuck there for six or seven hours at 65%, there are a few things you can do. Uh, first thing you'll need to do is um, stop Windows Update Service and Background Intelligent Transfer Service. Uh, and you can do that by typing WinX and bring up the WinX menu. And from there, you can select the command prompt, and uh, you know, the administration administ administrator command prompt. Uh, type in net stop. W A W ah. bring up the command prompt as administrator type in net stop W U A U S E R V hit enter and then type net stop bits press enter after you type each of those uh, and what that will do that will uh, turn off the Windows Update Service and Background Intelligent Transfer Service 
Uh, then next, what you'll need to do is delete files in C for C slash Windows slash Software Distribution. Then you want to go to the folder, select all of the files in there, and delete those. If the files are uh, in use and can't be deleted, you'll need to restart your PC and do it all over again. So, so remember that. Sometimes Windows will say that. After all of that crap has been done, everything's been emptied, you've restarted, uh, you'll need to manually turn on the Windows Update Services again. And to do that, bring up a command prompt as administrator again and type in net start wa or w. Why do I have a problem with that? You want to type in net start w u a u s e r v, then net start bits. Now run Windows Update, and you'll find that uh, you may be able to download the updates. Now remember, the, an update can take uh, as little as 45 minutes up to hours. So give it time. Don't be impatient. Go and go down to Starbucks, grab a latte if that's your thing, uh, and then wait till all of the updates are installed. Uh, it'll, it'll, Windows will give you a little prompt saying, "Hey, you know, I need to be restarted to take effect," and then give it time. Uh, what, that's one of the things that you really have to do with Windows is give it time, especially with Windows 10 with all of the crap. And remember, when your update is finalized and it's like, hey, welcome to Windows Update and yada, yada, yada. Remember, do not, do not select Express Settings. Actually, go through each setting to ensure that, you know, listen, folks, you're not going to have any privacy. And if you think you have privacy in this day and age, forget about it. But if you if you value any sort of resemblance of privacy with Windows 10, choose that option. Go through your settings and make sure that you're able to go through the settings and, and make sure that you don't have ads popping up out of nowhere. Uh, if Cortana is your thing, Cortana works great across devices. Check that out. And the new thing with Windows these days is that instead of... Uh, Microsoft trying to build their own ecosystem, they they have actually laid focus into m making their products more compatible with existing uh, walled garden uh, systems such as Android and iOS. So just remember that as well. Cortana does work quite well. That's your thing. Does does all of the fun things that Siri does. I mean, if you're too damn lazy to look <laughs> look for a pizza yourself. So remember that. Uh, if you get stuck updating Windows 10, there, those are a few tips that you can run through uh, that, that will kind of help you out uh, with, you know, your whole Windows experience there. Uh, not to be outdone, uh, listen, folks, you, you use two-factor authentication. Yeah. Hopefully you are. You nodding your head yes or no? No? Yeah? Maybe? Uh, there was a new release by NIST, N-I-S-T. Let's find folks over at uh, the United States government. They kind of uh, dropped some really good information about what's going on in the world of uh, high-level computing, distribution, security, and all that fun stuff. And... Uh, they they recently released a paper about two-factor authentication and SMS messaging, saying that uh, it may not be as secure as you think it is. Uh, so here's a thing that I'm going to say is look it up. Look up N-I-S-T. Uh, go to Google. 
<laughs> Crash is cracking up. Go to Google, type in N-I-S-T space plus S-M-S, and then hit enter. And then read what's going on with that. And then go to the NIST.gov website and read the technical descriptions on what's going on. I could get really into the technical uh, back background and thesis of what, what uh, using SMS for two-factor authentication is all about. But the, a lot of the your, uh, tech dork websites have all, already caught up on it and written articles that you could possibly understand. Uh, so remember that when you're using SMS as two-factor authentication, a lot of banks are using SMS for two-factor authentication. Remember, folks, SMS messaging is since more or less out in the clear. <laughs> I hate saying this. I really do, but look up SS7. <laughs> all right, that's all we're going to say about that. Uh, think about what you're using when you are using two-factor authentication. It can really... Uh, add a compounding factor to your, to your daily grind. Uh, speaking of daily grind, I wanted to pause the show for a minute and say um, Uncle Dave in Pennsylvania recommended that I watch a show called Silicon Valley uh, on HBO. Well, if you know me, I, I don't have cable, but I do have the app. So I got home last, <laughs> I got home last week and I fired up the HBO Go app found the Silico, was Silic, Silicon Valley series on HBO, started watching that. And man, wow, what a funny show. All right, back to the news. Uh, SwiftKey, it's an app. Uh, it seems to be leaking email addresses and phone numbers to strangers, people uh, that also use the app. Uh, after installing SwiftKey, uh, let's see, British keyboard app that uses artificial intelligence to predict, to predict the next word you want to write has suspended part of its service after users reported receiving predictions meant for other people, including email addresses and phone numbers. After installing SwiftKey on a new device, one user was shocked when the app suggested that she use a stranger's email address. Another reported getting predictions in a language they'd never spoken. SwiftKey, which was created by three Cambridge graduates and bought by Microsoft for you know, a couple hundred million bucks uh, earlier this year, has temporarily disabled the ability to sync the app with new devices. Uh... Supposedly, SwiftKey has a database of words and phrases commonly used by each of the users, which it uses to make suggestions as you're typing. So let me stop there. So if you're using this app and you are typing your email address and password in using this app, what do you think is going on there? Mm -hmm. Think about it. Let, let me take a collective pause and let me let you think about that for a minute. While I get a Jolly Rancher. Anyone in the class yet? A anyone want to take a guess at what's going on there? That's right. They have a database. 
They have a database of words and phrases commonly used. So basically what you type while using SwiftKey is being captured and saved. Not to be, you know, that's that shouldn't be surprising in this day and age. You know, if you type in something in Gmail, even if you don't, even if you don't save it, if you open up a, a, an email in Gmail to begin an email, Yahoo as well, and you type the you type anything in the correspondence box, and then you press delete. Too bad, it's already saved, and there's nothing you can do about it. Even if you hit backspace, close, close, delete your draft. Sorry. It's already saved. Everything that you type, everywhere that you type, every bit that you enter, manipulate, posture, is saved, sucked down, tarballed, and saved. It never goes away. And so this is one example of that technology. You know, it, it's going to get downplayed because it's Microsoft. You know, the PR engine is going to get up there and go, oh, it was just a bug. Well, you know, hey, if you're running around with a smartphone and you're doing your banking, you're sending emails, you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on some kind of social media site, hell, whatever you're doing, most likely you're on a smartphone or a smart device, handheld device. And so this is just one instance of one app malfunctioning. And so the whole the whole thing about that is that, folks, it... You, the shit that you are typing is being saved. Even that you, even though you think that it's not being saved, it's being saved. So think about what you do. Think about what you're typing, where you're typing, and how you're typing. You know, you can, you can do whatever dastardly deed that you feel or you think that you could get away with with your mobile device. And then, oh, gosh, I, I've gone too far on my mobile device. And now what do I do? Uh, I think I'll just reformat my device and everything will be good to go. Or I think I'll just throw my device in the water and everything will be just, everything will be just fine. Well, no, it's not. Because whatever you did on that device has been logged, saved, categorized. And it's there to be gone through. You knew that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm sound like a preacher there. What else is going on? Apple said that they, uh, it actually reports, say that Apple backed out of going to the, the Black Hats convention cyber webinar thing in Vegas. That's all I know about that. <laughs> uh, word has it that Apple was going to send some of their security engineers out to Black Hat. But, uh, you know, when you go to a hacker conference, that's what it's all about. You know, the sharing of information. And I believe the, the whole rift was Apple wanted to just speak to the masses. 
and not do a Q and A. And well, you know, hey, uh, any self righteous uh, conference takes does a Q and A. And so uh, they backed out uh, apparently because they uh, they didn't want to do a Q and A. So uh, what else is going on? That's that's kind of what's going on out in the world. Uh, Lollapalooza is kind of wrapping up here in the city, actually right outside. Uh, and it's just it's it's been a great summer so far. Uh, I've been enjoying everything. Uh, the weather's been really kind to us. You know, Chicago's really Chicago's known for its brutally cold winters. So we got we got that to look forward to in a few months. It's always fun watching the Chicago River freeze up. So there you go. Well, we spoke about some Delta keys. We spoke about some software. We spoke about some vulnerabilities. We've spoken about how to fix your Windows 10 upgrade. God forbid if you really have to upgrade to Windows 10 or upgrade Windows 10 to the upgrade. You have to upgrade the upgrade. <laughs> but if you do, that should be a way to un unstick you if you get stuck. Uh, and again, we had a great time. We'll be out. Let me look at my schedule here. Where's my schedule at? I'm trying to look at my schedule here. Every time you connect something, let's see. Uh, okay, so you've got, Jesus, you've got DEF CON coming up. Uh, I'm, go I'm looking at my Twitter feed. Uh, Defcon's coming up. Uh, fuck AI. Uh, we'll be in Tokyo the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st. Um, we'll be in LA on the 13th and San Francisco on the 14th. And I'll be in Vegas on the 7th at Defcon only for a day. So there you have it. That's my schedule ahead of. Oop, I hit that. Um, so that's what's coming up. And hopefully that you are enjoying your summer, staying cool. There's a heat wave still going on in the United States. I'm not sure about any other part of the world. Uh, spoke with some friends and family down in Florida today. And it's so hot that things are wilting. So hopefully you're staying cool. You're jumping in the pool in the air conditioning. All of that fun stuff. We're going to cut it short. Uh a little earlier this evening because we are being we're only given 50 minutes tonight but uh that's what's going on uh so listen folks uh we will be back next weekend for show number 40 thank you for listening to us for the past year we hit the one year anniversary mark on august the second but we won't be able to do the show uh until next sunday and of course next sunday will be what uh it'll be the seventh so that'll be what that'll be the one year mark for us and uh we 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 look forward to another year and then another and then, all right we'll just we'll do it at a year at a time thank you for listening to us for the past year though it really means a lot to me it means a lot to us uh everyone who puts this thing together uh we are all dedicated this is all a volunteer kind of effort thing collaboration thing going on and we'd like to hear your feedback. What do you have to say? Let me know on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O, X-X-X. 
You could try to email me at hackers.xxx. Go to the website, send an email either to admin at hackers.xxx or to gummo at hackers.xxx. And uh, we'll, we'll try to get back to you uh, with a fashionable reply. Until then, oh shit, we only have 30 seconds. I uh, wanted to thank everybody. Again, thank you to everybody. It was good to see everybody and we'll see we'll see everybody again very soon. We'll be back next week for show number 40. And until then, please take care of yourself. Use your skills for something positive. And thanks for listening to the show. And thanks for thanks for a year. Wow, how a year has passed. And it was good uh it was good talking to everybody back home today. It really was. See you soon, Pops. And we'll see you uh, next week for show number 40 of Transmit. See ya. It's in times like this, the great heaven knows, that we wish we had not so many clothes. So let's loosen up with a playful tease, like all lovers did through the centuries. Your clothes get in the way If a pretty dress hides your true desire For nice and slow Throw it on the fire Would you follow So I or a mirrored room with a mirrored floor All the sneaky looks gazing down on you Are no substitute for a rendezvous Will big X-ray 